to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from the Book Talk world. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. And today, we're back with Zodiac Academy. JK, JK. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> reverse, reverse. No, so, we're done wrapping up the Zodiac Academy series. You can see all of those. What is that? Um... 13 episodes on this world that's all out there in live um we just recently finished with ruthless boys all five books there but today we're back with katie roberts radiant sin this is book four in her dark olympus series this just came out february this month thank you there you are right off the date so it's like just this month they don't know when this is when they listen to it what month so i was trying to thank you okay anywho uh it's book four we have covered books one through three so far. So if you would like for a quick refresher recap, you can head back into the podcast archives to go find those out for you. And yeah, that's 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 the recap you need, kind of on where you're at. As with all these books, you don't necessarily need to have read the other previous books to understand what's happening in each story. There are Easter eggs and different things that'll pop up that are related in each story. But I do feel in this one that maybe a refresher would have been helpful in the beginning because she gives mm-hmm. you the map of the 13. Yeah. And remember, this is based on the 13 ruling gods of Olympus. But for some reason, you know, when they're talking about Aries and Aphrodite, and that's the new Aphrodite. I was like, wait, hold on. What was her story? And they, <laughs> called, they called the new Aphrodite by her old name, which was Eris. And I was like, Eris? Avatar like, Eris, and then I couldn't remember who Eris was. And- Me too. I'm like Eris, boy or girl, because I'm not I'm not sure. Aphrodite, you don't know. Could be non-conformist to a gender. Yeah. So my recommendation is because it's an interconnected standalone series. However, this book, I recommend you read Wicked Beauty beforehand because a lot of the stuff that happens in yeah. it is referenced throughout this book. And it is relevant. It is relevant, and I don't think Katie Roberts did a good enough job kind of flushing out those little details that she drops in there as Easter eggs, but people kind of need to know more. Also, just keep in mind, this book is like 300 pages. Where is it? quick. 331 pages on my Kindle. Didn't feel quick, though. Guys, did you know Wicked Beauty was episode 14? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like forever? I feel like we just did it, and that was forever ago. I know, Neon Gods was episode 9. Yes. It does feel like it was forever ago for me. So I also have if, no concept of time. No concept of time. But Neon Gods, if you're looking to go back, you can find it episode 9. Electric Idol is episode 10. And Wicked Beauty is episode 14. I feel like Neon Gods and Electric Idol really feel like prologues to this overall storyline that they have mm-hmm. going on here. It's a different feel. because it's Absolutely different feel. I think more of the plot to like – what the issues are going on within Olympus and the new gods who are the thir- well the new 13 right. they're what they're trying to like fight who they're trying to fight and all the things that they're trying to resolve really come to fruition like to light in the last book which is with wicked beauty it feels like the first two books were a, you you nailed it right there with a prologue because they are standalones you don't need to know there's not a whole lot of there there to them but they're good Hey, Electric Idol is my favorite. I actually bought the hard copy, so. Did you? Yep. I have it right here in my package, still waiting to be unboxed to go on my non-existent bookcase. It's just a pile of books on the desk. It's okay. Okay. I'm picturing no a, judgment whole, here. a whole a house library. <laughs> the goal is to one day have that 
but apparently you need to buy them. Yeah. And you need like a sliding bookshelf, like a, you know, like a ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Twisted Sisters have. Yes. Yes. Because well, they love a Disney movie. And that's just like they're living out there. Being the Beast Bells. I was about to say Bell Life. Yeah. But you know, when you have toddlers, that life is not a great life. Not, no. Sounds like a safety issue. Mm-hmm. And safety is our number one priority. Number one priority. <laughs> All right. All right. So do we want to do a quick recap or let's get – do you want to get into some thoughts and feelings on this right, right off the bat? Yeah. It seems like everyone yeah. has some fresh thoughts and feelings. All right. Who I, – I can kick us off a little bit. This story is – you. I think – I forgot who which one of you told me, Bridget or Hilda. One of you guys said this is like a clue and I was very excited because you guys started before I did. Bridget, I was like, yes. It is a game ooh. of Clue. I freaking love the movie Clue. Love it so hard. It's one of my favorites. It's a cult classic. I'm going to say it's like in the top top 10. Maybe like number six. It's up oh, there. okay. When Flames. you got really excited when I told I'm you that, I got face. really concerned. I was like, oh my uh, God, yeah. she's going to hate it. It's just going to be so let down. I don't even want her to read the book anymore. Well, here's the thing. I don't think the Clue is done particularly well. Yeah. It's very heavy-handed. If you've seen Knives Out or if you've seen The Glass Onion, you feel like a setup. We're all here for a party and it's under mysterious circumstances. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. I love this. And it just – the payoff wasn't – the buildup wasn't there. Sex scenes, spicy scenes, it was spicy. I'm into it. I liked it. And then several it would just like drop off. Several chapters. Both you know, Hilda did not love the sex, the so, spicy, sexy okay. scene. So I don't. Okay, I I don't want to interrupt you, Caitlin. No, nope, go ahead. I need to get it out of my system. Logical, mature adult Hilda knows that Apollo should be the type of male that she wants, but Apollo was like too kind. <laughs> he was not enough of an asshole. So like. I did not find, like, I wasn't attracted to him as a main male character. And then I just felt like his kinks were forced. And I just, I wasn't feeling him. Couldn't get in it. I do feel like like, his kinks kind of came out of nowhere. Right? Like, he needed something sexy. He needed something sexy. But the thing is, we didn't even find out his kinks until Cassandra had said, Hey, I like X, Y, and Z. And suddenly he was like, Oh my God, you're the perfect match for me. And you're like, like, Dang, I forgot my rope and cuffs at home. This would have been perfect. I just, mm. and I I get that's part of his character because he's meant to be the golden retriever. He's meant to, you know, not want to enforce his position over her because he's a 13 and she's an assistant. So, like, he's very cautious and he wants her to take the lead and saying, you know, this is what you want. Yeah, he's very respectful. He is. He's all about consent, which again, logical Hilda's like, this would be the perfect man. But But again, we read stories to fantasize and like get introduced to men who are not like the people we should be dating in real life. Like, let's be real. It's Mm -hmm. fantasy. He could have at least, I think if he was so gentle as outside of the bedroom, I think if he was a little like more um aggressive dom yeah or very if he was just an asshole if he was just an asshole you know what i think he was i don't want to say too vanilla and like not in the he was a gentle dom he's a gentle dom in the bedroom he was a gentle person and a gentle dom and i feel like you can't have both you got to be like an asshole in the streets and a a gentle in the sheets you know we can't can't be a can't be a gentle in the sheets in the streets. I need some differentiating. That's what my So thing. overall, did not end up loving him. 
have zero attachments to this guy. I have zero attachments to Cassandra. I have zero attachments to this she, book. To me, so, she was a little bit like Nesta, like knockoff Nesta without the alcoholism. Like yeah. snarly, pouty. Here's my know. thing. I really love a good grumpy sunshine and I love it when yeah. it's considered reverse, even though I think that's bullshit. Like, why does it have to be reverse? Why can't it just be grumpy sunshine? But I hate when they drop the grump too soon into this the book where the banter kind of just disappears because now she's all googly-eyed over him. I just – I didn't feel that there was enough attraction between them. I didn't feel a lot of chemistry between them. Even though they he – in his POVs and her POVs, they say how much they've been attracted to each other for so long. It's weird. It was a little heavy-handed. It yeah. just a little forced. Like, oh, I've been staring at your ass in a pencil skirt for years now. And she's like, no, when you love Not this, my ass. When you've loosened your tie and I stared at the hollow of your neck. And then I was like, oh. And then I had to go home and get off. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, just, uh, this is a little heavy. We could have done like a little building, you know? Have you I'm, met Resand? Right. This is what I'm after. Cassian? Who knows what Asriel can bring to this table? Just go into my, my bat boys. That big wing energy, you know what I mean? So yeah. I will say, the one thing that I did like was that it didn't turn into like a miscommunication trope. Yeah. Yes. I I was really worried as the series, the book was going in the direction it was. And he kept saying, Mm -hmm. well, I can't ask her to stay. And she kept saying, well, I'm staying or I'm leaving regardless. And then I was really worried that they were going to go down that. And then I would just fucking like stop her before she crossed the barrier. Yes. And like declare his love. So I'm I'm glad it didn't go in that direction. But I still it just. I didn't feel that they had enough of a chemistry and a connection for me to feel conflicted about what was supposed to be happening. And even, oh, and I mean, okay, Caitlin, do you want us to spoil the book for you now or just later on? Do it now. I haven't finished reading. I'm so close to the end. (laughs) Yeah, she has like 10% left, basically. Which is, yeah, very close. So essentially, um, they, I guess this the part that I'll spoil for you. You get a live reaction, so. <laughs> so Cassandra overhears Hermes talking to Minos. Um, okay. And she realizes that. Wait, Cassandra overhears who talking to Minos? Hermes. Hermes. Hermes, okay. Hermes, like she follows Hermes and she eavesdrops uh-huh. through a secret passage. Ooh, and I knew there's going to be one. Okay. Mm-hmm. It had to be one. And so she finds out that Hermes has told Minos about the assassination clause. And okay. so she runs back and she tells Apollo and then they deduce that it's either going to be Aphrodite or Hephaestus. Okay. Um, that's going to get assassinated. So they go and they stop Aphrodite from getting killed by the Minotaur. Oh. And then, right? Or was it Artemis? No, it was Ar- Artemis. It was Artemis. Aphrodite. Sorry left it was yeah it was artemis and hephaestus because they're cousins supposedly and so they stop artemis from getting killed by the minotaur and then they realize that they need to go find hephaestus and theseus is after him but 
they're there too late. Hephaestus is killed. And Apollo and Theseus get into a fight. Cassandra's there. She like kind of gets into the fight too. Apollo knocks out Theseus and he's all bloodied. And so he's like calling for help. And Theseus kind of like comes to and apparently with the assassination clause, it's not just a matter of killing the 13, the member of the 13, but you also have to like declare something as a witness. And so he does it in front of Cassandra. So basically Theseus has now become Hephaestus. And essentially, Zeus is like, well, we can't kill this guy because he's now he's a member of the 13. There's now like a rogue member of the 13. And that's kind of like where the book ends in terms of the politics of Olympus. Hmm. Yes. Oh, well, and Cassandra is still at that time thinking she's going to leave, even though she doesn't want to because she thinks she has to leave for her sister's sake to shelter her. But then she talks to her sister and her sister's like, I'm happy here. My life is here. My friends are here. I have a good job here. I got into this program. Um, You need to stop sacrificing your life for me and do what you want, which is be with Apollo. And so she ends up going back to Apollo's house and he finds her there and she's like, this is it. Like we're together. And they're together. Interesting. Okay. So what does Hephaestus have? I want to call him Hephaestus. What his position is? Yeah. What is what is he? I'm like I didn't really care about you, but now you died. Now you're on the. I didn't like. Is he even on the thirteen? He is a thirteen. Isn't he like the god of volcanoes? At least in Greek mythology. God of volcanoes or something. Where the fuck is the map? Oh, did you guys also see that there was a nice little picture in here? What? No. What? There's a picture. It's before the map. He's an inventor. An inventor. Okay, hold on. You know, I think I recall Apollo saying that that was the other position that he wanted, and he ended up getting Apollo because he wanted to invent the things that he was using to um, get intel. Oh, wait, what is on his? What is on his face? What's wrong? Oh, I think it's supposed to be like shadowing. No, I thought it was literally supposed to be a lipstick kiss. Oh, because he has one on each peck. It looks like eyes looking down at her. Oh, she is much bigger. Than I pictured. I mean, they say she's able, not able, <laughs> bigger bodied. But I was like, oh. No, they say she's straight up plus size. Yeah. But she doesn't look like she's necessarily having fun. And I can't, like, what does he have? Are they on the floor? I, I think they're on the edge. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, think I thought they're... it was like the edge of a bed. They were supposed to be in a bed. I don't. Yeah, because that looks Why like does a dresser. he look like, he looks haunted. <laughs> he looks like. Oh, here I go. I just like who's looking, looking at, at and who is she looking at? It's they're both looking at us. It's they're looking back and they're like, "Why are you interrupting?" I didn't I notice guess. this picture. I'm glad you tell me these things. <laughs> I didn't really notice either. I saw the I have the a habit inner of like, circle circle. I have a habit of like going to the first page and scrolling through all of the pages because on KU the authors get paid by the book the pages read. So I try to always like go through each page, even through prologues or like epilogues oh. and stuff like that and acknowledgements, even though I don't read it. So at least they get paid for it. That I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it on TikTok. If it's not a thing, don't fucking judge me. At least I was trying. No, no, no. Now I'm like, I'll linger. I always go to the first and then I skip past the acknowledgements. So I'm like, I think I even there? if no. you like scroll through it, it still counts as read like for those huh. pages. Interesting. Huh, indeed. Well, now I feel like I need to do a thorough job. Okay. I'm going to um, linger on every page before I swipe. We went off on a tangent. We did. We got Ooh, distracted. We love a tangent. Picture. Okay. So any more thoughts and feelings on this book? 
It's not my favorite she did. I felt the pacing was a little off in the mystery. Like I said, spicy seems very spicy, but then when it was not spicy, it was, I don't know, the games felt weak. <laughs> they had to play. So it kind of, I got excited because it was supposed to be like an English countryside garden party. And I yeah. told you people that I used to like read a lot of Regency romances. Yes. But I just like, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that there was enough intrigue. No. And I don't know if I care enough yet about these outsiders coming to Olympus. I don't either. I know nothing about them and I don't care about the – we haven't talked more about them other than like, oh, no, this could be dangerous. Anywho. I feel like that's what this book was supposed to do. I think this was a filler book for us to be able to get more information on the threat that there is for Olympus in order to continue on. But we don't know the threat. Plot. Now we just know that he's a member of the 13. Like, right. We just that's know what I'm that saying. the barrier is failing. They just mm-hmm. needed to get to point B from point A mm. and because they needed these people to be integrated into 13. So I feel like they just set this up. Well, okay. So that. I know that this is probably like silly, but I feel like since this doesn't perfectly follow the stories of Greek mythology, I feel like these people could be named Roger, Sam. It doesn't tie back necessarily to the Greek mythology beyond the name so i could feel like these people could be like whomever Mm -hmm. and it would just be like another story now we did google to find out what was the greek mythology origin story of apollo and cassandra and it was apollo was a god who coveted cassandra and wanted her sexually and they always do and she's like yeah yeah i'll do that except you have to give me a power and he was like cool 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 i'll give you the power of Prophecy. 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 There we go. Prophecy. And she's like, great, awesome. She got this power. And then she's like, yeah, I'm not giving it up for you. Sorry. And he was pissed and then shunned her with a curse. So he said, I'll give you the gift of prophecy. You already have that. But now I curse you so that you have the ability to see these things happening, but no one will believe you. I want to say that Cassandra's personality and character in this book kind of has some details that line up to that loosely 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 very loosely Apollo has mentioned the audacity she has for like trying to bargain with Zeus to get more money and he thought that was you know hot and then her being able to find out all this information and they're like no one's gonna believe you because your family is exiled and who would believe you so I can see it I can see it but it didn't make sense it wasn't clear to me unless I Google that to know what the story is. Well, there's follow. a lot of there's a lot of different, I guess, sources, but that's I think the general story. And then Cassandra was King Priam's daughter from the Trojan War. Okay, I was like, I don't know who King Priam is, but I'm I like, yeah, either. the king of one of the sides during the Trojan War. I forget which. Okay, one. Um, I feel like I missed a very crucial class in high school. Because like all we studied in like English high school. No, I, Iliad, Odyssey. We had like Greek week. It's more than a week. I feel like freshman year, like ninth grade, we had like a little bit of talk of Greek stuff, and then we just went straight into testing for like FCAT and essays. Tenth grade, and, and my teacher was a big fan of Jeopardy, and so she was auditioning for Jeopardy, and she was like, "We're talking about the belly of the beast and like all these Greek stories." And like, you know who does the belly of the beast story really well? And we're like, "Ooh, who?" And she's like, "You're gonna watch this movie, 
while I'm auditioning for Jeopardy. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. It was Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. She goes, this is your quintessential <laughs> belly of the beast. And we're like, not mad. Not mad about having to watch this for school. Props to the teacher. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It was good. She was right. All the things you needed were in that story. But this is not a Star Wars podcast. There's plenty of those. This is a book talk podcast. So Bridget, you want to walk us through the book? Yes, yes. Hi, welcome to our <laughs> retelling. Thanks for, ha- Thanks for having retelling. us. <laughs> Thanks Happy for being be here. here. <laughs> okay, so deep diving into this book, we mainly open up in the opening scene where Cassandra is climbing up 15 flights of stairs. I don't know about you guys, but I was having Nesta flashbacks. I was like, God damn, we were just here with Nesta trying to walk <laughs> up and down these fucking stairs. The universe is Why? telling me to get on a Stairmaster. I get it. <laughs> I was like, the universe is telling me I need to reread Akatar, but whatever. Oh, it sure is. Which, spoiler alert, is going to be happening soon, so stay tuned. Um, she is walking up 15 flights of stairs in the – did we ever decide? It's the Dodona Tower? Dodona. Tower. Dodona. To bring Zeus – and Apollo, while well, Apollo, his folder. Can I introduce real quickly on this non-consequential comment? But I really do enjoy that every story starts with a connection to Dodona Tower. Yep. I don't know why. It's just like there's always some connection there. And it feels like this is like, okay, the story can begin. We've talked about Dodona Tower. It I'm trying to remember me- where in Wikipedia they started. But yeah. Yes. Because uh, that's the party? Because we started like, at the party at Dodona We started Tower. at a party. I know Electric Idol has started at the party, and so did a. Wow, this yeah. is the first one Everything? that's not starting in a as in a party. In a party, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, she reaches up into the top floor after walking fifteen flights of stairs, and she's immediately thinking, "Okay, maybe it's time for me to turn around. I shouldn't be here. This was stupid. Why did I do this?" And then she's like, "Oh, because Apollo is nice to me. Um, he never says anything wrong to me. He's super nice, even though she's considered, you know, a class ass bitch." She runs into who we now know as Eris, previously known as Helen from the last book. Um, little side note, Helen competed in a tournament in order to gain her position in the 13 as Ares, and now she does security for the 13. And she's also the current Zeus's brother or sister. So she runs into Ares and she's like, oh, what are you doing here? How did you get up here? Because we stopped the elevators due to security reasons. She goes, oh, that makes sense. But I got past your guards. And that seems like a problem that you need to work out with your men versus trying to address it with me. She goes, no, absolutely. That's not my problem. That's not your problem. It's my problem. Cassandra ends up giving the folder to Apollo. And immediately we can tell he's sweet. He asks her, oh, you should have never had to bring this. Thank you for bringing this. Why don't you stay a little bit? I'm about to end the meeting and I will personally drive you home. And she, apparently Cassandra hates taking things, um, any offers of help. And she immediately says, no, I'm fine. I'll get a car. I'll get back to my apartment. And then he's like, okay, fine. I know you'll never agree. Why don't you save the receipts and then we can expense it? Because this guy is a great guy, apparently. As Hilda says, he's not the guy though. Because he's too boring. I've seen some people reference to him as a golden retriever because he's nice and happy. He's not a golden retriever, though. He doesn't have that energy of a golden retriever. He, yeah, he's a little bit more mysterious than a golden retriever. But he's definitely... You think he's mysterious? I mean, I think all of the 13 are slightly mysterious. Okay. Um, Maybe. He seems to be the most open one out of the 13. He seems to be the one that doesn't have as much of an agenda. Yeah, like he's a good guy. 
Um, so we find out that Cassandra is Apollo's assistant, his personal assistant. He is essentially a spy master for the Olympus, and he is part of the 13. Her act is the bitch act because we find out that her parents were actually a well-known group within the 13. She was of a upstanding family, and they tried to commit something called the assassination clause, which turns out if you assassinate one of the 13 members, you um, are able to say the specific clause and take on their position, which we find out from our just recap uh, discussion is what, you know, the Minos people were trying to do. So when her parents tried to complete that, Zeus got really pissed off and he told the publics that public, not publics, the public that they are going to be exiled because they pissed them off, but truly they assassinated them. So they killed them, left her when she was like a young kid to raise her sister. Hilda's giving me faces like that's inaccurate. I thought that... They said that they died in like a car accident, leaving... I was going to say, I thought they set them up to die. I don't remember the part about exile. It's like ma boss. I think they were... Yeah. They said I that they, they were, were being... saying, we're, we're going to exile you. And then, oh no, your car blew up. Right. So, so that was the whole thing. You were yeah. like pissed off Zeus and now you're going to be exiled off of the island of Olympus or wherever the freaking hell Olympus is. Um, is it an island? No, it's not. But in my head, it's an island because they don't really have access to other things. And while they were doing that, they, like, set up their death. And so she's orphaned, and she has to take care of her sister. And she holds this resentment against 13, but she's just kind of like, I got thick skin. No one can say shit to me. That will bother me. I'm here to make the monies to save my sister, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Again, another thing that's reoccurring for all of these books, every single main character wants to get the freak out of here, except for Ares. No, not Ares. Helen, who becomes Ares. Well, I think even she wanted to escape her family. Yeah, she wanted to escape her position in her family, and she wanted to become, like, an important member of the 13, so she wouldn't have to be married off, and she'd be taken seriously. So, you know, good for them, I guess. Nobody would literally, all the families of the 13 would kind of treat them like piranhas, and kind of just avoided them, and whenever they were around, they would talk shit about them, and Apollo ends up giving her a job as a personal assistant and pays her a shit ton of money enough money for her to put her sister through university and help raise her throughout the years. Um, but Cassandra doesn't want to take any more for him, even though he tries to offer help where he can and he'll offer her help and then disguise it as part of the job. So she can't say no, really. Her sister is now an adult. She's attending university. And so we meet her sister immediately and they're having lunch and you kind of hear on Cassandra's side that they're going to leave the city, leave the city. But you never actually hear um, Alexandra say it. So immediately in my head, I was like, this girl is not leaving. Like, that's going to become an issue later on in the book. Oh, obviously, Cassandra has this huge crush on Apollo. And she thinks that that's never going to happen. But it doesn't matter because she's not going to live there. Turns out Apollo immediately in his first POV, he says he cannot help himself for staring at her fat ass in that pencil skirt. And he is like basically just ruling as he watches her walk away from that meeting. And then he gets caught. Her perfect fat ass. Her perfect fat ass. I mean, girl, if you got it, work it. 
So immediately we know that he has a boner for her and has had a boner for quite some time, but he's playing the, I'm a good guy. I can never tell you because you're my employee and I know you want nothing to do with the 13. So during this meeting with Zeus that Apollo is having, they're talking about all the issues that Olympus currently has, which if you read Wicked Beauty, you'd know that the barrier that protects Olympus from the outside world is crumbling. They don't know why. They don't know how to fix it. And problem number two is that these people called Minos, the Zeus, and the Minotaur, who came into Wicked Beauty to compete for Ares. Stop laughing at my pronunciations. I'm sorry, because it kind of sounded like you said Jesus in Spanish when you said... <laughs> You mean Thesus? Thesus. <laughs> I'm the one out of the three of you who do not speak Spanish. Three of us that does not speak Spanish. And I feel like all of my pronunciation have been Miami Biden. <laughs> they have. You're an honorary member of the tribe. Sayings born and raised. Theseus, <laughs> not Thesus. Thesus. It's Thesus, man. And forever it will be. <laughs> Um, wait, what's his name again? Theseus. 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 <laughs> I can't guarantee I'll ever say it correctly because now it's Theseus in my head. Okay, Theseus. Minotaur, they competed in the um, tournament to be Ares and they lost. Now they are telling Zeus, hey, we have important information on how we got here and who gave us the money to get here. And he says that there's some big threat on the outside of the barrier that's coming for Olympus and your city is at threat. And what we are willing to tell you those secrets, if you give a citizenship to Olympus and you give us money so we can settle down and, you know, become a family here. Zeus doesn't want to do that. Apollo can't figure out the information that they're holding secrets for. And it's kind of pissing him off because he's supposed to be a spy master, which apparently he's not really that good of one. If you can't figure this out. So two weeks pass and Theseus or Theseus, joins Apollo in his office and they have a closer meeting, which Cassandra thinks is absolutely weird because the door is never closed. He's always has it open. Um, they share a small office space, even though they have an entire building and he constantly sings underneath his breath. So she's like, red flag. What's going on here? Uh, she sees Theseus, Theseus, walk, walk out of the meeting and he eyes her up and down and she immediately is like, danger danger zone you get the hell out of here and he leaves apollo calls her in and he tells her that he's been invited to this party that minos is having at their country house and he's going to use it as an opportunity to find the information that he's been hiding so he's going to go to the party as an attendee but actually go as a spy and he needs help he needs someone else there to be his right man to be able to keep him um to give him like a second eyes basically and he needs someone to look out for him so he has this brilliant plan to ask her to be my date for the party and they're in a fake date. And she immediately says, no, why would I do that? Why would you put me in that situation when I want nothing to do with the 13? If anybody sees me dating the 13, people are going to talk. It's not going to be a good time. No, good guy. Um, Apollo says, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about that. And he feels like shit. Zeus comes in. He's like, what's going on? Tell me all this stuff because he's an asshole. Yeah. Are you not attracted to Zeus? I don't know enough about him. Well, he's just asshole at all times, so I feel like you should be. I so the thing is, like, man up right up your alley. 
I mean, he's grumpy. He's just an asshole. So, like, I feel like I appreciate Hades more now than I did in the first reading. I feel like Hades is a little bit more my style. Oh yeah, you were not a fan of Hades at the beginning. You're just like meh. Yeah, I I I appreciate him more now. Um, you didn't know what you had until you met the others, right? I don't thing is like old Perseus, new Zeus. I am really looking forward to his novel with Hera. Yeah. Yes. Me too. I like, told you guys that in the text message. That's ooh, the one I'm looking forward to. Fireworks. Better. Like those must, that has to be the best lovers to enemies. When enemies to lovers. Happen? Or whatever. That How shit. far are we looking? I'll, I'll look this up. I feel like it's like book six or seven. Oh man. We got a while to go. So Zeus is being told what? I think Apollo is just venting and trying to give him the situation and accidentally tells him about his plan and how she had turned it down. And Zeus is like, Cassandra, come into this meeting right now. And he proposes the same deal, except for he's going to pay her a certain amount of money and he's going to give her a way to get out of the city, which is what she wants. And she's like, how can I turn this down? But not before she bargains and asks him to double the money. So she's going to be walking away from this if she completes her part of the deal with $1.4 million plus a way to get out of the city. That's enough money for her to leave and restart her life. She's like, I'm down. I'm in. I'll be the good girlfriend, but don't expect me to be nice to anybody else. And they're like, what else could we need? He also insults her wardrobe and calls her like, you're stylish, but... You're wearing clothes that are like a couple years behind, which she shops on a sales rack. What do you expect? So he arranges for his wife, Hera, and Psyche, who we meet in Electric Idol, to come meet her and get her new wardrobe. They go down into the lower city and they shop and she gets an entire new wardrobe. That weekend, Apollo and Cassandra go on their first date to a restaurant called Dryad. It's a food with entertainment, aka there's a show, um, and he is immediately speechless when he sees her, but he then calls her adequate. He's like, you look adequate. She's like, oh, gee, thanks. And then, you know, apparently he's just stumbling around. He can't figure out what he needs to say because he actually really, really likes her and she thinks he's hot. So here we are. Um, and then he reminds her that, hey, you're my girlfriend now. If you remember, if you've seen any of the gossip sites, I'm extremely PDA with all of my girls. So you got to hold my hand, lean on me, make it seem like this is the real thing. Not just all of his girls. Katie Robert points out, and I'm sorry, I have like a healthy Cheeto in my mouth because I haven't had dinner. Um, it's a healthy Cheeto. The Simply Natural ones. Oh. I lied to myself. Sorry, I was also dying. <laughs> a healthy Cheeto? A Cheeto's a Cheeto. Just get a Cheeto. Well, yeah, like I like the white cheddar ones. Anyways, Apollo has had relationships with men and women. I feel like every single person that we've been introduced to They're is- They're all like, yeah. Some sort of- there's I don't know what the correct past. terminology like, is. It's like a little like, oh, I just dated, you know. My girlfriend, my yeah. boyfriend. My girlfriend, my boyfriend, yeah. I don't know if it's like pan. I'm just going to stop myself before I say things that are incorrect. Um, but yes, all of the past lovers he has very strong PDA with. They meet the owner, Pan. And the only reason why I say this at this point is because Pan is one of the guests to go to the party. And I do like that she really calls out as soon as they sit down. She's like, I'm going to order whatever the fuck I want. and you. Can't say anything about it. And you can tell immediately that Apollo is like, wait, you've dated people in the past that you have said shit about your weight. How could they do that? You're absolutely beautiful and amazing. And you you can see 
you know, he's not going to be able to handle forced proximity really well because he really likes her. Um, and he's always trying to help her slash save her. As they are having dinner, Minos comes up to them and he greets them. And we find out at that time that he doesn't have a wife. He has two kids plus two foster kids and some woman that hangs around in the group. And they have their first kiss. Woo-woo. It was spicy. No spicy. Thoughts? Feelings? Eh. I was going to say, since nobody apparently remembers, I'm going to say it was not spicy. Their first kiss? I don't think it was. Well, a little bit, I guess. I more remember when they're at the place and they're in the room on like a sofa. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. The first that's, night. That's, Hello. Yes. Okay. That's where yeah. things are starting to pick up. So but they now, do have a good kiss. Now remembering it's there. They have a good kiss. Everyone's well, watching apparently them. it was so good that he had to like jack off to it several times throughout the weekend. True. Um, his words, not mine. The kind of wish, kiss I wish I could be giving people on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, obviously. Everyone gets so one. so good. Um, fake dating my ass. So <laughs> uh, now it's time for the party. We're just going to do it by days. Day one, Cassandra is, is picked up by Apollo from her apartment. He bitches and moans about the front door situation. Finally, they're in the car and they're talking, having small talk. They're talking about like what the plan is for when they arrive. And he ends up telling her that she's the smartest person. She's such an asset to the team and that he could literally have anyone else there as a pretty face and do like minimal work, but he needs her and that he's willing to pay her more. She ends up telling him that she can't take any more money from him, but she's willing to exploit Zeus because, you know, Zeus is Zeus and has endless money and Apollo is such a nice guy. When they arrive at the house, they're greeted by Mino's daughter. Anyone cares to say her name? Ariadne. What? I was going to say Ariadne. Ariadne. I mean, I had Adrienne in my head. Uh, Sorry, all the letters not in the correct order. What? No. Ariadne is what I was saying in my head, but okay. Now I'm I'm trying to look it up again. I gotta see this. Yeah, we can call her Um, Ari. She gives him a rundown of what's going to be happening for the party. She gives him a rundown of the house and she shows them to the room. As they're passing by, they come across a bunch of sitting rooms. Um, and this house was previously owned by Hermes, who we've introduced to in every single book in the previous books of the series. She's the one that is basically a sneak and can break into anywhere. And she likes to have a good time. So we find out these sitting rooms were previously sex rooms, kink rooms, because this was her house. And so they decided to turn it into sitting rooms. Fun fact. Um, Hermes is also a guest of the party and we, we see her, but we have not met her yet. We see her when she enters so we also find out that Hermes and Cassandra are past lovers. Hey, they dated about like six years ago. She has yet to tell Apollo and he is going to find out. Um, so we have one bedroom trope here, forced proximity. Yay, yay. They enter the room. They debug it. They remove the cameras. They have a little spat about who's going to be having the bed. And she's like, screw this. We're both adults. We can share the bed. I don't really care. And Apollo is like, no, no, no. I can sleep on the floor. But of course, they agree to sleep on the bed. Apollo's brother, we find out, is Orpheus. Yeah. Sweet. We have met him in the first book, and he was dating who we now know as Meter. Not Meter. Hera. No. He was dating Eurydice. Well, I was going to get to that. He was dating, I was going to say, all these people's younger sister, because that's what people know her as, the younger sister of the Demeter group. Is it the Demeter group? What's their last name? Demetrio. Demetrio. An younger sister. Yeah. Who we know as Psyche. The Hera, I, I don't know the Hera's actual name. I forget. And then, oh yeah, Callista. It's, no, Callisto, Persephone, yeah. Persephone is married to H- Hades. 
Psyche and Eurydice. Psyche and Eros. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Eurydice. <laughs> she was dating his brother Thesis. and he fucked up and made um, a deal with the original Zeus that we met in the first book and she ended up getting hurt from the situation and they broke up and she's been living in the lower city since then. So he calls his brother and says, hey, I really want to apologize to her. Like, if you can set that up for me, that would be great. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. Not even knowing that she's going to be one of the guests at this party. They get together, they get ready for dinner, they head downstairs and we immediately get introduced to Aphrodite, Adonis and Pan again. Aphrodite. God. Do you remember that song? That's like she's so high above me, Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. She's no. so mighty. No. Yeah. There we go. I don't. No. Okay. Well, it's just gonna age me. So like Joan of Arc <laughs> and Aphrodite. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, these things make sense when you say it now, but when I'm initially reading it, my head's just like blah blah it's blah. Okay. Rye sand. It's fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> that is an actual thing. Okay. We'll be fine. You look, it says it in our bio. We don't always pronounce the names right. Just know this about us and love us for it anyway. Yeah, truly. Just try to love me for it and just try to follow along, apparently, as I say it all. If anything, you'll get a good laugh. So, the Zeus. Every time we say this, I have to do the, like, the, they Zeus. <laughs> the cross. They Zeus, the Holy Father and the Spirit. You know what? This is a great drinking game. And if you're not drinking, you should be drinking. And we should put this in the thing every time we say they Zeus. Considering the majority <laughs> of the people have said, Drink your I wine. listened to this on the way into work, you would be yeah. going and You know hammered. what? Maybe you'd have a good day. Yeah. You know? Things yeah, that would have annoyed you. If- you're going to be too drunk to know. You'd be like, yeah, it's fine. It's a good time. So we meet them. We end up going into dinner we meet the rest of the party we have hermes of course she doesn't have a plus one her plus one never shows up her bestie what's his name dionysus glad you said it yeah Dionysus. Um, and his plus one is pan and then we have not atlanta it is at atlanta at atlanta waiting for hilda to finish that there we go atlantia I'm like you finish that healthy cheeto and you tell me what there's no ia though anyhow atlantia. and then we have what did you say it was Artemis. Artemis. Artemis, thanks. Um, and then we have the guy that starts with an H. Hephaestus. That's how I say it. Okay. And then we have um the little sister and Charon or Charon. Charon? I don't know. Charon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Theseus help us. <laughs> Theseus help us. I would like to say for the record, the only one of us that has been drinking is Caitlin. <laughs> always. You know I always got my podcast wine. I'm just about to text my husband again. Can you bring me more wine? wine? Like without the alcohol. Faceus. <laughs> Look, guys. I'm sure if you randomly went up to people in Miami and asked them to say these names, the pronunciation would be exactly the same. This is true. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I love that you are, but you're not wrong. <laughs> And then we have Minos' side, who is Minos, the main guy. He's the evil one. I'm assuming he's evil. I don't actually know. His daughter, which is not Ariadne. Ariadne. And then we have the son, which is Icarus. 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 Sorry. Icarus. <laughs> Icarcus. <laughs> oh my god, Bridget, you really did miss this week of like, school. I'm telling you, I don't remember at all in school, like, doing any Greek mythology. 
Oh my god, a carcass. <laughs> that would be my favorite. And we have Pandora. I'm assuming that's right. Everybody yeah, knows Pandora. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then there's Minotaur and Thesus. Yeah, our mistake. <laughs> our mistake for giving you this book to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will never let go of Thesus. <laughs> we'll get ready because that's the only way I'm saying it. In a carcass. <laughs> So they have dinner, everything's fine, and then after dinner, Minos is like, hey, I have a game for you guys, and this is where we find out that this dude has games planned for every single day. But not good games, like fourth grade sleepover games, you know? They're like English Regency romance novel garden party games. <sighs> I was definitely picturing like fine. Park Bridgerton when this started, like when we yeah. walked into the back. And, Let's but play that, some wholesome games. The actual like mansion is supposed to be like southern goth mansion yeah i didn't mention that specifically isn't Um, that a novel southern gothic i think you're right anyhow so everyone's paired off they go to the backyard there's a maze apparently hermes thought it was fun and that it was like she thought it was romantic and that's why she had one in her backyard psycho um so the game is that everybody is paired off and they have to go to the maze to find a center and in the middle is a prize and we don't know what the prize is so apollo is paired um off with eurydice eurydice Eurydice. Um, they have some nice words. He, she's like, thanks for always being nice, even though your brother was an asshole. Uh, Cassandra's paired off with Hermes's bestie, and they she finds out through him that Hermes's guest never showed up. So she immediately thinks, oh, that's a little weird. What's going on? The winners are Atlanta, not Atlanta, and Charon, not Charon. Um, and it turns out that they went a date with the daughter. I think Elda's choking underwater. Um, afterwards, Minos asks Apollo to meet him in the office, and he low-key threatens Cassandra. No, and he says yeah, something key. really strange where he's like, I want you to join my family. Pick any one of my children's to join. And he's like, no, thank you. I'm not accepting marriages at this time. And he returns back to the group, and he finds Cassandra missing. Now he's on high alert because he just basically heard Minos threatened Cassandra's well-being. Um, so he storms off to go find her, and he, he finds her on a walk with the minotaur and he scolds her and he freaks out and she's like what are you doing this is dangerous why are you here and she's like everyone here is dangerous you idiot you guys are all part of the 13 and plus like don't you remember like my family died at their hands they go back to the room they get dressed for bed and sneaking around um she apparently has this very scandalous but not scandalous pajamas and he walks out of the bedroom just wearing some sweatpants and they're into each other what more can I say? Um, he's hard just from looking at her, and she literally <laughs> notices it. And then I think at that point, she's like, oh, shit, he's actually attracted to me. And I was like, oh, shit, indeed. Um, so they ended up having some words. They decide, okay, now is the time to go explore. If anybody catches us, we're going to say we're looking for the kinky rooms, even though they've been turned into sitting rooms because they think, oh, well, we forgot. We're just going to have some fun. Um, So they're going to each room. They're looking for things. They haven't found anything. And as they are exploring, someone comes up and they're about to be caught. So Paulo literally grabs her, throws her down into one of – drags her into one of the rooms, throws her down on the couch, and is covering her so they don't get caught. And immediately she's like, you're pretty hard. And now – We're in a compromising position. We're in a compromising position. Uh Uh-oh. And he's like, can you stop moving because it's not helping the situation? And she goes, you know what? Why not take advantage? And he basically goes on his good boy, good guy spiel. You're my employee. We can't do this. I'm a member of the 13. It's wrong for me to take advantage of you. And she's like, 
when have you ever known me to do something that I don't want to do? This is not taking advantage. I'm also only going to be in your play for six more days. So why not? Let's make this real, but not dating real. Let's make it fucking real. So let's do this. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's do this. And so the spice begins. He confesses he's wanted her for years. They end up hooking up in the sitting room. She gets two orgasms and then they leave to go back to their room or to continue exploring. I honestly don't remember which one. And they get caught by the Minotaur. And he's like, for whatever reason, the cameras are off, which we know is because Apollo turned them off earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So you shouldn't be wandering around because if anything happens to you, there's no way for us to know what's going on. Right. He said your safety is not guaranteed. Yes. So they go back to the room. She ends up being a sub for him and gives him a blowjob. And then they end up having sex. Day two, they wake up. They go to um, Apollo, gets an update, gives Zeus an update. He basically says, we think this is a matchmaking event because all the prizes for the games have so far have been dates. He goes downstairs. He runs into two of the gods. They're making fun of Cassandra and him. And when he inquires about their plus one, Atlanta or Atlanta, whatever, um, she says, oh, she went off on an errand which we think is highly suspicious. They go down for lunch. Hermes drags her, uh, Cassandra, away and basically warns her, you need to leave now. Leave right now. It's not safe. You, I will give you the money that you need, that Zeus is offering you, and just go home. And then she also tells her that her plus one went home sick as soon as she got here because she got food poisoning. And then so Cassandra knows that Hermes is in on whatever Enos has. Like She's like, what do you know about this? Why are you telling me what's so bad about this that it's dangerous and I have to go home? The game of the day was hide and seek. They used that time to go search throughout the houses. Only one door was open on the floor that they were looking, and it turns out to be the daughter's room. The daughter left out a computer for them to find. Ariadne. Thanks. They left out a computer to find, and... Apollo is able to send all of those emails off to his team members um, to be able to search it because they're trying to find more information on Minos and what he's up to. They almost get caught. They end up in a closet. They have some sexy, spicy time. Um, And then they actually do get caught by the daughter. And as they are leaving, they decide, oh, well, we're just going to try to talk to the daughter. Turns out the daughter hints that she left it out on purpose and her dad is up to something and Apollo ends up offering her safety if she wants it. If she ever needs anything, he will be willing to provide her safety to get her out of the situation. She's like, thank you. I knew you were nice all this time. And that's why they figure out that she left this out on purpose. As they are leaving the room, they hear a scream. They run down. They find out our poor man, Pan, who just came here for a good time, was lying on the floor, nearly dead. Someone took Wallart, no, not Wallart, home decor and smashed it against his head. And he was barely breathing. Minos comes in. He's like, oh no, we're fine. Everybody go back to the party. We're going to have a good time. And he shuffles him off and says paramedics are coming to get him and he's going to the hospital. We don't know if that actually happens. Who knows? So now we have three people from the plus ones who are missing. Hermes's date. Hermes, not Hermes's. Hermes's date. Pan goes down. And then we have. I think it's Atalanta. Atalanta, yes. All missing. Uh, everyone decides to stay for the party instead of going home like they should. And at some point, Cassandra notices that no one's security is here. and She thought that was really weird. And she doesn't really say anything to anyone else because she's like the 13 are so pompous and they think they're all safe. Like no one can touch them. So their security is not here, even though they're in the middle of nowhere with people who they're considering the enemies. Um, they end up going to dinner. Everyone's acting normal. Cassandra is beside herself. She's like, oh my God, this guy almost fucking died. Everyone here is having a good time. This is like a completely different world. They are all acting like this is normal. 
She asks Apollo to take her to the back to the room. She tries to get him to go back. Uh, he's like, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to take care of you. And what does he do to take care of her? They have sex and they have bondage sex. Good for her. Good for him. Was it good? Not mad about it. Not mad about it. It was, even though it was bondage sex, it was still very gentle. Very intimate. Very intimate. Very gentle. He's that kind mm-hmm. of dumb because he just wants to take care of her. Uh, Day through three, not two. Day three. They all gather for lunch like nothing happened. The game of the day is blind, blind man's bluff. bluff. Blind man's bluff. And that game is basically one person gets blindfolded. They have to walk around the group to figure out who each person is that's standing in front of them. The prize is a date with their son. No wonder why they think this is a matchmaking event because every single person, every single prize is a date with one of with someone part of the group. After the game is over, Hermes slips away. Cassandra follows her because she wants to talk more about her being threatened and being asked to leave from the party. She follows her into a bedroom and then realizes she disappeared. And she's like, there's no way she can disappear. She finds a hidden passage, goes through the hidden passage, comes across Hermes talking with Minos. So during this chat that they're having, we find out that Hermes has been working with him all this time. She helped him plan this entire thing. In exchange for the info that he has, she told him about the assassination clause, which we know from her parents failing at the assassination clause and she also gave him this house as part of the deal and the foster sons are actually the ones trying to take out the guest but now we know it's actually they're trying to take out people from the 13 so they can get their position we find out that atalanta is actually tied up in the basement and the woman that hermes is searching for the information of is actually his benefactor but he doesn't really have any other information she's like what the fuck like i still know more than you so you need to give me more find it after that she crawls back into the room she hermes ends up realizing that cassandra was eavesdropping and she tells her like oh you're eavesdropping i don't really have to worry about you because no matter what no one's going to believe you she's like oh fuck that's true because why would anybody believe her her parents her family's basically an outcast Cass finds Apollo. They go back to the room. She tells him literally everything and they they agree. They're going to go search down every member of the 13 and tell them what's been going on. When they go downstairs, they run into Hermes, her bestie, and Aphrodite. Um, She's immediately pissed and she starts asking all these questions, but her plus one Adonis, Adonis, drags her away. It's like, nope, we're leaving. We're not doing this today. Or Dicey. You're ready to see. Erdies. (laughs) And her, her date head home they're like we're not going to find the information we need let's just go because this is getting dicey hermes ends up telling them that the minotaur has taken one of the 13 and to duck pond and the other one has gone with theseus to uh the garage they make it to the duck pond they end up warning artemis really quickly uh they like called her name i'm assuming it's a girl i honestly don't know they had basically shouted her name and she was able to catch who's with her the minotaur before he actually clobbers her and she jumps into the pond and she takes off. So one person saved. Moving on to the next. They run over to the garage. Um, Cassandra keeps saying, go, leave without me. I'm holding you back. And she feels really guilty about it. And he's like, fuck no, I'm not leaving you behind. He makes this declaration like you're more important than the rest of them. They can all literally, what happens, happens. Uh, which is something that she's always felt like he will never give up his position or like put her before them and olympus because he's such a good person but at that time he says i'm not leaving you doesn't he confess that he loves her at that point yeah i think so but i don't think she has to say it back then no she doesn't say it back but yeah i think he ends up telling her i love you like i'm not gonna leave you yeah it was like a rash like i love you i'm not leaving you like what do you not understand like you come before them 
And so when they run into the garage, they basically find them in the middle of a fight. Where Hephaestus is dead. Hephaestus is dead. Dun, dun, dun. Apollo and him and Theseus, Theseus end up getting into a fight because uh, he's still trying to like fend him off and hopefully praying that the other one is still alive. He's getting to the point where Apollo is about to go down and Cassandra takes it. I think she tries to find like a tire hammer or a tire, not a tire hammer, a tire iron. And she ends up clobbering it with him in the head. Caitlin's like, I don't know. I didn't get this far. Um, And she goes down. Sounds good. And he passes out. And so Apollo's like, I got to go call Zeus. I got to call Ares. Like everybody needs to know what's going on. You watch him to make sure nothing happens. And she leaves him. He leaves her there. And she's watching him and they're, you know, at this point I was really like, why don't you just fucking kill him? You know, he's a problem. You know, like, he's why trying don't you to keep knocking him out until yeah. he doesn't wake and, up again. And claim self-defense. It was self-defense. Like why? Yeah. Why? Anyhow, that was just another stupid thing I thought about this book. So as Apollo is calling all the people, he wakes up and he sees her and he's grinning because he knows that he's about to complete this part of the clause. He basically says the words needed to become the member of the 13 and she is currently the witness and when apollo gets back she's like he did it he's a member of the 13 so aries and her people arrive they shuffle them out of there to hide them they don't want any of the press coming out that a member of the 13 has risen because the guy got killed and because that's apparently some big secret that they've been hiding in olympus because if they find that out people anyone could literally try to kill them by hand and become part of the 13 they end up going back to Apollo's apartment. Uh, she feels comfortable there and they, you know, have more sexy time, have some declarations of love. But at that point, he's not going to ask her to stay and she is still planning to leave. Her sister ends up calling and is like, what the fuck is going on? I've seen on the gossip sites that this new person is a part of the 13. Um, all this is happening at the same party you went to. And she gives her like a quick rundown of the story. And she's like, you need, she tells her sister, now we have enough money to get out of here. And we're going to get a way to get out of here. And her sister's like, no, I'm not leaving. I have my school. I have my university. I have my friends. I have this new company, this internship that I just got. I don't want to leave. Like, you should stop sacrificing yourself. Just stay here. Be happy with Apollo if that's what you want to do. So she decides that's what she wants to do. She goes back to her apartment. She packs up her things. And she literally goes back to Apollo's apartment and gets into bed. Apollo comes back from dealing with all the bullshit going on in Olympus right now and he finds her and she tells him she's staying the end. I think that's the end. It they there is a council meeting where they decide that they're going to keep Theseus as Hephaestus or whatever. So right, I think one I forgot who, but someone barges in and is like I want him dead and at that point because the Artemis fights, Artemis, why can't I never remember this person's <clears> name? Artemis is like, I want them dead for killing my cousin, who is the other god. And she, Zeus is like, I can't. That's what we were planning on doing. But then the gossip sites got whiffed of it. And yeah, because Minos tipped off the press. And now that everybody knows, it's not like they can just like kill him and throw him off the sea. Yeah. And I would just like to say in my defense, I normally finish every single book that we read and review. But this week we've had some construction at the house and it's been a little, a little out of the norm getting back to the schedule. Yeah, we defense. had like back-to-back recordings too, so like, yeah. It was, it was a little tough for me this week, but we're back in. Honestly. Listen, don't feel bad. I if this was a, finish. if there was a book to f- not finish, it would have been this. I've got to say, just got to set the record state straight. I don't want like, people thinking we're, we're non-finishers here. Look how quickly I just like got through majority of that book. I know. I know. 
So I will say the next book from Katie Robert comes out. I don't think it's August. The, uh, August. Okay. I know it's 2023. It's probably the is latter it half. Is it Cruel Seduction? Which is featuring Aphrodite and the new Hephaestus plus Adonis and Pandora. So there's a little bit of polyamorous oh, love hanging. Because – was that this book or is it in the um, next book? Use your words. I was, <laughs> I was trying to think where we were in the story. In the council meeting, and if I am wrong, it was definitely in like the preview oh, no, no, for the no, next that They wanted – that they were like, we need to have a wedding. Uh-huh. Right. In the council meeting – this is important, Caitlin um, – they were discussing how to go about this and they were trying to get everyone's attention off of what's actually happening. And they said, oh, we'll just have a wedding because everybody, the gossip sites live a wedding. And who was it? Aries was like, oh no, fuck that. I'm not getting married. And, and they're like, no, 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 no. And then Aphrodite was like, no, it's me. I'll get married to him. And then that's how we'll control the narrative. Hmm. I will say the trailer reading it for her does sound good. It sounds like we're getting a little bit more of that grumpy sunshine, like a true grumpy sunshine that we are loving. Yeah, this was like bland. I don't know what else to say about this book. Um, the tropes in that one is marriage of convenience, second chance romance, and revenge. Revenge. So this is what I don't understand, though, because if you look at the other listings for her books, Theseus is supposed to have a relationship with someone later on. I couldn't find that graphic, though. Where she I couldn't goes find over it the either. couples, where she goes over the couples, and like, remember Hermes's partner was redacted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Theseus had a romance with someone, and now I can't remember who it was. I know it's the Minotaur and Ariadne are supposed to be together. What? Her foster brother? Yeah. Oh, interesting. But can we? But can we talk about the fact that this person's name is the Minotaur? <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> And there's nothing about him so far that, like, I find compelling that, like, I want him to be in a relationship with Ariadne, who seems like a very nice person. And the Minotaur. Also her foster brother. I'm conflicted on that. This is giving me very, like, Twilighty vibes right now with the, like, Giving me, like, very flowers in the attic vibe. Oh, God. Let's not talk about that movie. (laughs) I can't. So disturbing. But they were actual siblings in Flowers in the Attic. Yeah. Uh, So I was trying to look up and I – I know it was in a newsletter and I just – I don't think I could find it fast enough. The full list of books that are coming out, next is Girl Seduction and after that, I'm not sure who we know. But I do know the last one ends with Hermes and Redacted. So I was trying to figure out, I'm like, when do we get the Zeus and Hera? And I feel like it's got to be the second to last like one. She's a major player in this book series because she has uh, – she's been like in every single book and they've kind of built up and then We'll see what happens. I think Zeus and Hera is either book eight or nine. That's the one I want. And reminder, we're because on book we're four. Also, so we have four more to go. Because I think we're also getting like Dionysus and Icarus. Who? Uh, I, Icarus. I don't care for either one of them. Not that I'm- Icarcus. 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 dickery duck. I don't care for Dionysus. I just don't feel like there's just enough there there. Icarus, I don't. Again, I just don't know enough about you, man. I don't know if well, I care. That's the whole point. They're all supposed to be technically standalone. So you, yes, that's true. You meet them, get to know them all in their own book, and but get like, their Hermes, after. Hermes is interesting. Like I'm interested to know yeah. about her. That's why Dionysus she's the last is book. The drunk with a mustache, and I'm like, ugh. I don't but the care. other thing too is like I don't like again 
going back to the Minotaur and Ariadne, like the Minotaur has now tried to kill people that we somewhat like. Like, why do I want to read about his romance? Do we like any of them? I don't like any of them. Who do we care? I don't. I mean, I still maybe like Hades and Persephone, but like they haven't gotten. I'm having a really hard time connecting with these characters. I really like the first two, the characters from the first two books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe we need more Hades and Persephone. Um, I don't think we're going to get them. Well, I think that was it. a shitty recap. Apologies. <laughs> no, Hopefully you got some a, it, was, from it was not. My... A, it was not a shitty recap. You did as well as the source material. There we go. I, you guys made me nervous. You're like, this is slow. This is slow. And I'm like, whoa, what are you getting into? And I think it was one of the weaker books in the series, if I'm being honest. So far, I did stall, I think, like around 60%. I guess I stalled like 50%, like after they had their first spicy, spicy. And then it just went downhill from there. Even reading the payoff of Cassandra overhearing Hermes and the Minotaur, or not the Minotaur, Minos, it, there, there still wasn't a lot of information that was had from that. It sounds like, you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't, the stakes weren't as high. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, I did all these things for you. And he's like, there is a woman who pays for my stuff. Who's my benefactor. And that's all you're going to get from me. And she's like, Which is all I know. Which is what we knew at the beginning of the book when we were talking to Zeus. Yeah. So like, right. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Yes. So <laughs> I guess those are our final thoughts and feelings on this book. I, safe to say not our favorite, but. We'll probably continue on with the series just because we got to see it through now. I'm continuing so I can get to Zeus and Hera book because right. I, yeah. cool. I swear, Katie Robert, if you were listening to this, I know you already read, I meant wrote most of this book, um, the series for these books or the books in these series. Good Lord. Um, but if that shit is not explosive, explosive. I don't want it. Explosive. I want emotional blue balls. Uh-huh. And I a good payoff. I need tension. I need enemies to lovers. I need straight up like hate aggression like not yes. hate aggression sex but like mm-hmm. give me the i fucking hate I you but i can't sex. resist you. i would be down for some hate i need sex. some like, hate sex you know one of my favorite things about like a marriage uh convenience marriage of convenience um trope is when they're like finally at it and at the one point they transition and instead of having like a cute nickname he's they're like wife or they're like okay husband like bring me that sass and put that in this book. Mm-hmm. And I want her to defy him at every corner turn. Yes. Please. 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 Uh, yeah. I really I – really, uh, I'm here for that spiciness. I just want to see that payoff of that couple specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but would love to hear from you guys. What were your thoughts on this book? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Were you meh? Let us know. You can always find us at booktalkmademe underscore pod. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. What? We're on TikTok. We're on, we're on TikTok. <laughs> we're on TikTok. But we're most active in our DMs. So if you guys have thoughts, feelings, questions, concerns, let us know. I'd love to know because I know – More editorial content about our recaps. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know if you guys are hearing or excited about her Katie Roberts pirate series she has coming out. I know she's done a lot of promotion for it. I haven't – I don't think anything's out yet, but just curious to see what what the world, our followers are feeling about it. Do you want us to cover it, not cover it? Let us know. Uh, anywho, what are we talking about next when we talk about covering things? We have... So, actually, the next 
episode we publish. So it'll be before this one goes live, I think, right? No, or am I off? no you're off. So the next oh, well. one is A Game of Malice and Greed. Correct. This one by the Twisted correct. Sisters. Yes. So the that new will go book live series on March 14th. By the Twisted Sisters. And this one is a little bit Rapunzel, a little bit Aladdin. And honestly, I was like, this is a little bit of Brave. She's like, oh, a princess is fighting for her love in a tournament. And like, um, hello, have you seen Brave? She fights and no. I have not either. Oh, guys. Okay. Well, yeah. It's New York Disney, right? It's the Scottish one. She's got like the fabulous red hair. Yeah, she is. Merida. Merida, yes. We know. Just haven't seen it. (laughs) Okay. It's great. Uh, It's probably going to make you cry because I was like, I'm going to call my mom after this. (laughs) Yeah, then I'm not going to watch it. Sorry for being a terrible teenager. Um, It was. Anyway, a little bit of that. Uh, so this is their new book series. And I think I saw a promotion from Caroline today. And she was like, you know, it's a modern retelling of these stories. She's like, but in Twisted Sister fashion, we had to make it dark. Like, really dark. Like, super dark. And I'm like, God. <laughs> I think people Why? forget, like, the originals, like, not the Disney versions, are super fucking dark. Well, they are. But I'm just knowing the heartache that they put me through in Ruthless Boys and Zodiac Academy. I'm like, do... Do I want that again? I do. They already have warned that it's, it's going to be a We're masochists. Uh, it's going to be a slow burn, too. So, like. Yeah, slow burn. So, I'm like, mm. I got to wait until book three, four. I don't even know how many in the series. I don't know. We're going to get into it the next time after our thoughts and feelings. Uh, so, you guys can stick around for that. And then, and- after that, I'm just throwing this out there. We go to Akatar, baby. And after Akatar is. I don't know, Bridget, you tell us. It's happening. It's happening. It's on the schedule. It's happening. Yes, it is on. Yeah, so we've got our our schedules planned out. I hope you guys are with us through then. We are going to cover ACOTAR, all four books. We're not going to – we're going to skip over the novella. We're not going to talk about her. It never happened except for that one scene at the end. Correct. Which to me is like a prologue to A Court of Silver Flames. Mm-hmm. and then we'll be going into, just to keep you guys full in the loop, so we got Akatar, Crescent City, and then we'll be hitting gold from book five of Plated Prisoner. So you know what we're I'm covering next. Kennedy. You guys tell us what there's something, a series you're not hearing that makes it you want us to let us know. You can always find us again, booktalkmaybe underscore pod. We'd appreciate it. And also your friendly reminder, please leave us a rating or review on Apple. We love, 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 love seeing you guys talk about us um even if it's hate mail no that was love that was love mail it was love it was was love i know it was it was it was a great snarkiness like you were one of us die ride or die snakelets for life snakelets you look like you're in um hogwarts hbcu right now that's trending on twitter (laughs) you're gonna stroll up in there that's that's me although i'm technically hufflepuff but that's neither here nor there Anywho, that's this from – I know. <laughs> Trust me. No one was more devastated than me to get that sorting result. Honestly, that makes sense though because right now on TikTok, everyone's like, of course, you know, the trending sound and everyone's in the uh, Slittering common room. Uh-huh. But Hufflepuff's up there. Like apparently they're best friends with Slittering, which makes sense because you're best friends right now with two Slitherings in this house. And yeah. Hilda, if you say you're not a Slytherin, you're a fucking liar. I'm a, I'm a Slytherin. She's a Slytherin. She's a Slytherin. <laughs> I'm a Slytherin. But it makes sense because I'm like my birthday. I'm like a Hufflepuff. Four Hufflepuff. 
just saying. Maybe they are reading me a little bit more than I would like to be read. The stars have aligned. You still have a heart of a lion, but my girl. My has spoken. The stars have spoken about my day. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it from us tonight. We'll catch you next time, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.